0: couch guys sports podcast welcome in everyone episode 203 what did i just say i just said it 204 just said (laughs) um what's up everybody jared Scalley, diego galvis has joined me this week for those you on video you can see his beautiful face uh no nick because we we told you nick is um just taking a hiatus for whatever reason he wants to it's his choice uh alan is on vacation this week um alan you don't deserve vacation what are we doing what are we doing
1: the funniest thing is is that he's up in maine on vacation on 420
0: Yeah, yeah if that doesn't
1: say tree hugger to the max i don't know what else does
0: Alex, you don't need to hide it. I live in New Hampshire. I get it. Just say you were going to Maine for 420 and then come back. It's really okay. We understand. Uh, But it's all right. Diego's better anyway. Diego's an upgrade. Uh, Don't forget, of course, Twitter, Spotify, all that good stuff. Follow us. YouTube and Twitch. i for the uh, the network, couchguysports.com. I preach it every week. Just go follow everything. Um, What's up, bud? I haven't done a show. When have I ever done a show with you besides, like, coming on Yellow Card stuff?
1: Never. I think this is is our
0: first. Because you usually are like, Phil, for me. Like you're usually you're usually the guy out calls when I can't do shit. That happens a lot. Um, Or I'm filled in for Nick, and that's exactly yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Um, Speaking of Yellow Card Podcast, we we are going to talk a little soccer tonight on this show. And and for those of you who listen to this regularly, we don't talk soccer. Like it's not it's not. I enjoy soccer. Like I said, I've been on with Diego and Yellow Card Podcast, phenomenal soccer podcast. Go follow it. Me and him are big man. You guys, so like (laughs) I'll talk I'll talk soccer, but Nick and Al just won't do it. So, I, I just leave it. I just text Diego. Diego and I, Diego's my soccer fix. And when I want to talk soccer, I just text Diego. Um, it's me and Diego tonight. So, we're going to talk a little bit of soccer um, because this whole Super League thing happened overseas. And, well, it happened and didn't. Um, we're also going to talk Celtics and, and we'll talk the normal crap that we talk about here in Boston. But, Diego, let's talk Super League first just to do sure. it and rip the band aid off because you said something interesting. And before I get to that, before the show, you said something interesting, but you probably know more of the ins and outs than I do like the details because you're a hardcore soccer guy. Can you just take everyone on this, again, non-soccer podcast here, Mm -hmm. take us, take us through what actually happened and what it would have meant if it actually did happen, if the Super League actually went through.
1: Sure. So um, what happened in between April 18th and, and up to now so from Mine, week, today's April,
0: guys, April, today's April 20th. As we
1: record this, it all happened yeah. in like two days. Yeah. In the past, yeah. In the past 48 hours, what transpired was 12 of the major clubs in Europe. So picture like if like the Patriots, Cleveland Browns, Cowboys. Bay, yeah. Uh, the big 12 franchises of the NFL picture that, for example, um, they kind of came up with this idea that was circulating back in 2019 and now circulated back again this year of running what they would call the european super league what that league really is all about is the 12 mega forces just competing for the major title of who's the bigger force in europe uh no relegation meaning like you won't be removed from the league if your team sucks you just continue Which, happened, to stay which on.
0: happens in what happens in european football soccer people
1: Yep, and in addition, every year there would be about three to five spots for additional teams to come in and join. Um, the world of soccer basically <laughs> went into an upheaval at this point, and fire was all over the place where fans really spoke their minds faster than they ever had. Players um, too. Players, players of too. these
0: teams. Players
1: of these teams. So the, so the weirdest part was owners were all in on this. But players and managers had no idea what the hell was happening. So there was zero transparency from any of these clubs. And on top of that, players finally had enough and were like, you may think you owe me, but it's actually the fans why I'm even here. And so fans, owners, the fans, players, managers basically all got together. And in the course of 24 hours, things turned around to the point where this big, massive, powerful leak that was soon to happen basically. Crumble faster than a cookie. Uh,
0: it's insane. It's in insane. And you talked about this before we got on. They, they basically, it's a money grab, right? It's an extra league. It's more, it's more play. They get to always play good games. Some of the teams that were leading us aren't even in the Champions League this year. And for those of you who don't know, the Champions League is like um, you, if you have top, if you're one of the top teams in your respective league in the air in Europe in the, in those, in there, and mm-hmm. over there, then you get to play other countries' teams and be like the best team overseas. Mm-hmm. Manchester United, my team, Diego's team. Qualified did not earn their spot. They get to try again next year, though. They'll get to try yeah. again, They'll yeah. definitely get to try again. Um, but they were talking about banning people from that league, like the Champions League. And well, not only was, not only that, but
1: also bigger repercussions too. I mean,
0: they were talking like any player, like any player or personnel involved with those teams in that league. Um, it potentially kicked out of the Premier League. Um, anything FIFA related, they were going to be banned from that. So that includes the World Cup, which is like the mm-hmm. only time a lot of global people watch soccer here in the United States is the World mm-hmm. Cup for men and women. So like, if our U.S. team could actually just qualify, um, they they were going to they were going to hammer down on these clubs. Rightfully so, by the way. Like I think like this, it, there was no reason to disrupt the powers over there. Like it had a really good thing going. It's one of the best games in globally um look i'm soccer is not my number one by any means but like it's it's the most popular sport globally there's no way to deny that and you had a really good system and there were talks about like you said this diego to me before there were talks about pulling european soccer into the states and basically turning the mls into that what 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 that is yeah. like see, they were talking about getting a bunch of players <laughs> coming this way and then the mls would have become relevant now would that have been fun yes but it's for the good of the game it just didn't it couldn't happen like you couldn't afford to have like. Brutal Fernandez, guys. Manchester United, um, come over and play for the Revs. <laughs> like, like, it just isn't yeah. good for soccer. Like, I wish the MLS was there, but it's not. Um, like you and I watch the Revs, but like, mm-hmm. it's just not what it is because there's so many other sports in this country that are more popular. Like, it'll never become the National Football League, which is what EPL and like Champions League. That's what they NFL is. Mm-hmm. What that is to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I saw this whole thing happen, and it's such a funny point, the owners are really what you said. This the owners are who wanted it. The owners that want us are all American.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all American uh, influence. I mean, Joe Glazer, he used to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy. Um, we have the Fenway Sports Group, of course. Mr. Yeah. Ford, haven't you know how much I together. love
0: the Fenway Sports Group, Diego, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: which is actually hilarious too, because now that LeBron James is part of the Fenway Sports Group, you know, being involved with with this, something that all all across Europe, the message was the same. This is what the people had created and now the rich are trying to take it away. Mm-hmm. So knowing that was, LeBron, was
0: plastered everywhere. That was everywhere. Yeah.
1: Knowing LeBron James and how he stands on social equality overall, this is something that doesn't really look good at all on, on his behalf either. Because him being involved and his name being involved, it's just a hypocritical move at this point. Mm-hmm. How fans would see it. Now, obviously he probably wouldn't he probably had no idea that this was oh, even happening. he had happening. no, he had, he had I'm no sure, idea. I'm sure. I'm sure Ford kept it under the rug as much I'll as say, he could.
0: When when he came into Venway Sports Group, he probably had no idea this was even happening. Like no clue. Um, he, and now you- he probably just knows the Line inside of Monet, and that's about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and and now there there's talks about like there was two. You said there was two teams that potentially could be now for sale. Yeah. Uh, so the top teams in the Premier League who cares about the bottom teams they, they just get relegated anyway um, one thing by the way side note American sports could benefit from like can we relegate the New York Jets from the NFL like can we, can we combine the biggest thing I've always wanted to do I think the MLS the Canadian Football League Mexico that should be one big league with relegation like MLS be the think, big league and like relegate back and forth
1: and um, I think that's about to happen too though because I think as like the past 48 hours really gave a bigger outlook towards the world of soccer yep. towards the world of football however Europeans want to call it the MLS merger with the Mexican league has been a has been a conversation that's been going on for quite a while now yep. and i think at this point is not only for the benefit of the game in itself but i think it's also for the benefit financially for the for the whole entire continent itself because it offers an opportunity for european powers to truly invest in this side of the company in yeah. this side of the continent i i meant and really focus their direction in um developing professional talent too so it it it's a win
0: win for for all basically yeah no it definitely is and i think you know to not talk about soccer for hours i think I think the MLS should even just not do playoffs. Like I get people in America love the playoff system, but I think they should just model European soccer and just, yeah, you win the, you win the league, you win the league and that's it. Yes. Um, but one thing they should relegate, and if, if the NFL and the CFL ever got together, just if you suck, if you're the New York Jets, go play in the Canadian Football League. Like mm-hmm. go away, go away for a year, figure it out. If you're the Detroit Lions, go play in the CFL. Bring, bring, <laughs> bring, bring, me, bring, bring me your best team a couple teams from the CFL. Bring them down. We have MLB teams, we have we have NBA teams in in the, in Canada. Why can't we have switch back and forth and let make the Jets go play in Canada and let them figure it out.
1: Relegate the Orioles and bring back the Montreal Expos as
0: well. Oh I my think. good if we could relegate the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, that would be amazing. Um just just please, I know they got I know they swept us the first series, but like they're still terrible. You need to relegate them, you need to relegate the Colorado Rockies, maybe the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like you need to need to relegate some teams to Canada. Um all right. Well, not soccer talk, but we had to talk about it because it's a big deal. Like, it, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it could, and, and mind you, the soccer world almost just lit, got lit on fire. Like, soccer like, almost ended in yeah. the biggest part it, of the it, whole entire world. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to jump out of soccer. But we had to do it. I had to do it with Diego here. It was actually really good timing, Diego. The, the week that we're together is the week that all this shit happened. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> it like, kind of couldn't have worked out better. Anyway, um, let's talk. Let, let's go Boston Celtics first. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big basketball nut. Um, and obviously, I've, you haven't really been on since the deadline. So I'm curious, for one, one, do you do you think Danny was aggressive enough? Like, do, did you enjoy the Evan Fournier move? Yeah, this, he obviously is in the COVID protocol. Dude can't stay safe. But um, overall, do you think right now, the way this team is constructed, yes, they lost the Chicago Bulls. Um, th- are they good enough? They've won a good amount of games in a row besides the loss to Chicago. They seem like they're fine in their stride. Um, they're probably going to end up being the four seed, the way they're playing now, and there's not many games left. So assuming they're the four seed, is that good enough to host a first-round playoff game avoid the play and crap at the bottom of the league this year and potentially make a push at the right time and challenge some of these top dogs like Philadelphia.
1: I mean, I think, I think what Danny tried to do here with the Celtics was pretty much a, a mirroring image of what Hein um, Bloom is doing with the, with the Raptors, trying to create yep. a farm system full of youth, full of little experience to kind of create that um, extra fire to motivate them and say, listen you're you're with an organization that has won seventeen banners. this is your time to create a championship run and make it all about you and the team that's around you um I think with the Evan four move I think that was more of a financial move than anything um especially with the little room that they had to work with yep. um considering uh, because quite frankly I think if we had gone for bigger names um obviously the the uh, end result would have been much better. I mean, say for example, the Celtics got somebody like a Blake Griffin rather than the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't be excited about that, right? Um, sure. I do think that this move with Jabari Parker is actually a really, really good move because it's somebody who is a has always been a Celtics fan, breathes and lives green, and so working hard.
0: He just like working, he like
1: is a Celtic. Working hard. It's it's basically like having Isaiah Thomas, but not having Isaiah Thomas. Because Isaiah Thomas was that guy that kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: breath and and bleed the spirit of Celtics fans while at the Garden, but him being more of a fan of the Celtics is bringing yeah. that atmosphere into the locker room, saying, "Guys, we can't fuck up. We need to win it for yeah.
0: we we need to win it for yeah. the fans. We need to run." It a blows deep my for the mind fans. too. It blows my mind too because like you you bring up Isaiah Thomas. He's still sitting up there. Like, he signed his 10-day contract. He played for 10 days. He, he killed it with the Pelicans. Yeah. There's no need for the Pelicans to re-sign him. Like, they didn't need him. But they almost did him a favor and said, hey, come play for 10 days and show the league what you got. He killed it. He was on fire. I don't have his stats in front of me, but, like, it's your Danny Ainge, why haven't you made that happen? Um, like, I'm one of those guys that, like, I get it. Like, you, you're going to take away from Pritchard. You're going to take away minutes. Um, but, like, it's almost just more of a spark at that point. Like, you just need some energy off the bench. Now, Jabari Parker just kind of dismisses all possibility of that. Like, you brought in Jabari Parker. But, like, why Why wouldn't that even be a – Did they even talk about it? Like, I want to know if they talked about it. Uh, I think – they figure out if it was even worth it?
1: Yeah. I think in Danny's mind, it's more of, like, kind of like a professional mindset setting where, like, if you were in a developing corporation, you don't usually bring back somebody who was here before because usually they send mixed signals. It's either – the picture is really not clear up front or you're trying to revert back to a plan that didn't work back then and hoping that yeah. it works again this time. So I think that that was more of the mindset. Um, personally, I don't think even Danny even consider it as an option, bringing back uh, Isaiah Thomas. I think basically with having Marcus Smart being that fire in that locker room, he didn't want, he didn't want two very opposite attitudes to kind of, collide and create a worse atmosphere in the in the locker room itself. He kinda wants things to continue to uh, move forward, continue to be as good as they've been. I mean, we've been on a we've been on a heater here. I mean you, you mentioned it earlier. We lost the Chicago Bulls. Okay, big deal. But like the, oh, mind you didn't heater. have Kemba
0: didn't have Kemba smart or Brown that game
1: because of COVID. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you look at you look at people like Tatum, Jalen Brown, like those two continue to be just absolute animals in this league.
0: And, so, and Celtics Twitter keeps trying to trade them. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Guys, Tatum and Brown in your future. Like, I don't care. The, the biggest thing with the Evan Fournier trade, I've been saying this too outside of even this show, but like, th- them trading for Evan Fournier this year versus someone else shows you. I don't know if Dan initially believes in this team. Like, he does. And he thinks, like, you know, if they get hot at the right time, they can make a splash. Like, look at last year too. But with Brooklyn the way they are, right? Brooklyn's now, probably, and we knew that was coming, right? KD and, and Kyrie are coming back. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers got a real head coach in Doc Rivers and figured mm-hmm. out how to talk to the superstars like a su- like a human being. And mm-hmm. so now they're finally playing like they should have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are are not there. And he sees this as a okay, I'm a I want here long term, but like he's a good piece with Tatum and Brown long term. Tatum and Brown, guys, don't forget they're not that old. And no. Fournier is not even that old. So like all you really need to do is find one more piece to play with Tatum and Brown, which in my eyes it's Bradley Beale like I've been saying this day one, like Bradley Beal's a free agent after next year. So you could realistically wait it out or trade for him because he has a no move clause and he'll waive it to come play with Tatum. Yeah. Um, and so like that, I think that it seems like that's Danny's play, which would be you know, Bradley Beal, Tatum, Brown, Marcus, Marcus Smart, maybe. And like Robert Williams, like that's a lineup. Like yeah. that might win you a title. And like, I just want this team to do what the Red Sox, you mentioned high blue. I just want the Red Sox, to be like the Celtics in the sense of like I want them to be good up front and the Red Sox are good this year we'll talk about that but like I want the Celtics to build something that can last more than a year in a splash and then have to figure it out again like I'm not to the part where I don't trust Danny Ainge doing his job like I think you know he he they people talk about them direct trading up for Jabari Parker. That was probably a bad decision if that ever happened. Trading for Paul George and, like, maybe, but, like, Paul George wouldn't have probably worked here. Like, no. there were some good moves that Danny Ainge avoided that everyone was like, oh, trade for Jimmy Butler, do this. Like, no, I think he did it right. But he also planned on Kyrie not being a complete a-hole. Like, Well, not, if- only,
1: not only that, but I think if people, like, really wanted somebody like a Paul George in here or maybe even a Jimmy Butler, you got to remember true. that those two people, specifically those two people, are very injury prone. Insanely injury prone. So, not only are you taking a huge, huge hit into your cap space, yep. but your return on investment is very minimal, especially right now in the era of post COVID and trying to create financials and really create a sustainable future for yourself. These are the kind of moves that you're going to have to make unless you've had this cap space for a very long time available. And now is the time that you pull in the trigger. Example like the Brooklyn Nets. They didn't really need they didn't really need Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to go to, to their organization if we really look at it. It was nope. just a cheap move for them to kind of create some excitement around the organization and finally hit finally get to a cap space where you can build a spend some money. Yep. A, yeah. You can build a, a a powerful team. Now now you have it.
0: Yeah, they're 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 loving their life in Brooklyn. Um, I still Danny 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 Ainge won the trade, right? Like I still believe that they fleeced mm-hmm. the crap out of him. You ended up with Tatum and Brown because of that trade. Yeah. Um. So your future is bright because of it. But they ended up with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So, so, um, uh, which is clearly what Danny's get, plan A was. Like Kevin Durant came for a visit and almost won them. They almost won over Golden State. Yeah. Um. Kyrie Irving was here and playing with Gordon Hayward, and that was the plan. Like, they had plans that didn't work out but it's not that for, for lack of Danny Age trying. um no, like no. it, like I, I get Danny made a trade for Kyrie freaking Irving and he was a Celtic for what three years so look it was the right move you can't blame him but now stop trying to trade Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown please um guys dude Jalen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are superstar all-stars and once like Steph Curry, like they're the next faces like Donovan Mitchell and these guys and and yes. like um Jamal Murray these guys are the next phase of the league. Steph Curry's not going to play forever. He has his championships, and he has kids. Like, LeBron James can't play forever. Granted, we say the thing about Tom Brady, and he's still playing. So, like, LeBron James could play for the next 10 years. He's healthy enough. Um, so, like, it's just intriguing to see where this team is going. But, like, look, they will win, they will win a championship with Tatum and Brown at some point. They will – I believe Brad Stevens will be the coach when it happens. Um, like, they have something going here. They believe in those guys. It's just not going to happen this year because Kevin, Durant, Kevin Durant's in your way. No, I would, I would
1: agree. I would agree.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Doc Rivers, I'm rooting for Doc Rivers. That's my team. I'm rooting for Philly if the Celtics don't pan out I, because I want Doc Rivers to win another ring. It, I wish it happened in LA, like not here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like Doc Rivers deserves another ring. He got screwed in the Clipper League. He got screwed in La La Land, man. Um, she he wasn't, so she wasn't treated right over there either. No, he got screwed. Sleep and Tyronn well, Lue got the job. Like, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But hey, you know what, Diego. You know what is blooming is the flowers. The grass is oh, yeah. growing. It's time to chop the weeds, Diego. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, guys. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. You know it by now. It's Coach Guy 20 the code. Get 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you have trimmed and smelling nice after all. Guys, it's time for some spring cleaning. Spring is sprung, guys. Manscaped is the best tools to get you ready. Um, Manscaped, Diego. I tell the story a lot. Like I use it because it stares me in the face because it comes with a little charger and I leave it in the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Because why would I not at that point if it comes with a charger? If you don't manscape enough or you feel guilty for not like manscaping enough, perfect package. Leave it on yeah. the charger. It stares you in the face. It makes you feel guilty if you don't grab it. You shower every morning, almost, right? Pandemic. Mm-hmm. A little less i'll give you that i don't i have you work at home you don't shower every day Um, (laughs) i promise you that you don't um and when you have a kid like i did you still don't shower every day um but that's the best thing about it is the little charger it's it's great it's they're the they're the men's global leader in below the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game for their mid their amazing products and they're here to help with your above the waist tools too have you heard of the weed whacker diego it's oh, yes. this no, this nose and ear hair trimmer provides the propriety skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more grass nose hairs flying in the wind. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. It's, of course, Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering your maximum confidence while providing hygiene. The Crop Preserver is an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's great and it keeps you fresh. It starts to get hot outside and guys, this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. It is actually the worst thing ever. Uh, You'll also find the crop reviver spray on toner for your balls, which will of course keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit uh, and will have you smelling like royalty. Al swears by it, brings it up every week. He loves it. to (laughs) school. Uh, it yeah. smelled good for his day job. Um, he's probably wearing it up in Maine to smell good for the uh, the holiday. So it's good. Uh, the cologne is light, approachable, and, of course, gentlemanly in all the right ways, just like Al. And you'll be able to talk of the next quarantine hangout. Smell good, feel good this spring. Again, get 20% off free shipping with code COUCHGUY20, 2020 zero, at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. And always use the right tools for the job. Again, it's 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. COUCHGUY20 manscaped.com guys it's spring cleaning baby and your balls will thank you i promise they have done thanked me it, they have it's great thank they thanked me for a while so yeah Diego. you go. man couch guy 20. Yes, sir there are, there is a stink bug flying around my head <laughs> I think stink bugs are the worst um yes they, they are not and they were bad they've been bad i'm gonna go on a tangent here stink bugs suck um they were really bad last year and then the weather got warmer and then all of a sudden they're everywhere again like go yeah. the fuck away yeah go away. yeah that oh, don't happen. go outside go outside uh it's nice out just like i do want to do go outside <sighs> all right patriots because we can't not talk about patriots because the drafts next week unbelievable how how fast this thing is going. Yeah. oh draft next week we're probably gonna have the quarterback of our future next week that's what i'm hoping anyway um, and we'll have another episode, of course, next week before this. But we might not get a chance to talk to Diego again. We'll see, depending on how Alan, <laughs> if, if Allen has a little hangover from 420, then maybe Diego will come back on. But next week, there's a very strong possibility that Belichick does Belichick and just either trades out of the first round completely or just takes defense at 50 is really what I'm leaning towards. But the big thing with the Patriots has been – they're attending second pro days for all these guys. Uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance both had quarterbacks. For those of you've been paying attention. Um, both had second pro days this week in the last yeah. couple of days. Um, we're going to get to Belichick not attending in a second. But does them doubling down on this really point to the fact they've done they've never done this before? Like they're visiting all the top quarterbacks. They're they're really making an effort on this position. Some people are still thinking that they might just stay pat and not trade up, but like, if someone they like say Trey Lance or Justin Fields is available four, eight, ten, wherever they want to potentially target, like, don't the, how do they not trade up?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the realistic picture here is a potential trade with the Giants, a number eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Giants, the Giants right now just might need an additional piece at receiving. And where Nikhil harry has been one of those names that's been hot in the market lately from like washington football team the, the giants themselves have had interest in them um the philadelphia eagles have, are also interested i think at this point this is where it becomes convenient to have somebody like Nikhil harry be in the center of attention at number 11. somebody like a justin fields or somebody like a trey lance could easily slip up because the needs at, at the other teams ahead of that are either obviously Trevor Lawrence? It's a quarterback that's gotta be going straight to Jacksonville. There's no question about that. He's already
0: he's already taking like he got like birthday donations from Jacksonville fans. He's already like donating to local charities in Jacksonville. Like, yeah, he's going to Jacksonville. So I mean, I, I personally think like the way that the first
1: the first round is gonna go, it's obviously Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Sam Wilson to the Jets. Mac Jones maybe to San Francisco, considering I'm San Francisco that. also needs. Yeah. San Francisco also needs a quarterback. Um, interestingly enough, I actually see Kyle Pitts ranking up to the fourth spot, maybe going to Atlanta because you guys know,
0: saw that today. The because Atlanta,
1: players. I mean Atlanta, really needs a tight end right now. Yeah, they have um, what's his name. Um, they they have a tight end, but they need an additional is it Andrews? Full piece.
0: Is it Mark Andrews?
1: No, that's uh that's Baltimore Ravens. Uh, what's his name? Hayden Hurst. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, they they have him at tight end. Bengals are probably gonna need offensive line weapons, so yep. Penny Penny Sewell could easily go there. Um, where Miami is right now, it, there is no way that they pass somebody like Jamar Chase. There is no way in my mind. Yeah, and uh, there, there was reports that Miami might spot. be
0: dealing again. Like there were talks about them trading out of that six pick that they just dealt for and, and yeah. did fireworks earlier on with 49ers and Eagles. So like the big thing with this too is like you look ahead of you, Denver really is the only team that you're really not sure about their plan at quarterback. I think like, I think Denver could easily go for Justin Fields. Just simply because they
1: they because they have so many questions in regards to Drew Locke mm-hmm. as well.
0: But uh, but there's like a chance that like if the eight if Denver wants a quarterback, like So you're going to have someone, you're going to have someone available if you want one of them. Yeah. Because like if Mac Jones say go three, then that leaves Trey Lance, Justin Fields. If Denver Mm -hmm. takes one of them, no one else in front of you is taking a quarterback. No. Carolina just trade, just Carolina just made the trade for Sammy Darnold. So they're off that board. And they were the other one I was concerned about. So you're going to have most likely the ability to get either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Hence them going to both these pro days. Yeah. Um, Why wasn't Belichick there? Like he was working. I trust he was working. I'm not like gonna be too upset about it. But like he did I mean, he did go to Mac Jones's pro day and again they're he's boys with save, and that's probably just a boys' trip. But like I understand that he trusts McDaniels, but like he's sending other guys that if you're really looking for the quarterback of the future, why isn't Belchak on a plane? Like wouldn't you want him there? Don't you want him there if you're really I think at this, set up for these ones?
1: I think at this point where he where he's had Josh basically design a complete different playbook. Now that Tom Brady's not there and you kind of need to create some other uh additional offensive plays, I think it's beneficial for Josh to really be there and work with the quarterbacks to see what amplitude they bring in. Uh, especially post the Cam Newton era, where Cam Newton is perfect to scramble in the in the pocket. He knows how to he knows how to run and make a deep run for things. Uh the guy can throw, but you, again, last year, how can you throw to somebody that's not going to catch the ball? It's like wishing for an interception at no mm-hmm. real cost uh, oh, yeah. there. Um, you know, so I, I think at this point really what the game of the Patriots is going to be more like is basically a mirroring image of a Lamar Jackson combined with Pat Mahomes kind of game where you scramble in the pocket, but if you need to throw, you're going to hit that dagger. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, so. and, I, and I still think the Patriots want to be throw first. I think the Patriots want someone who can run around. Like, I, th- I, th- I honestly think Justin Fields might be the ideal fit for what they're probably planning. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, besides, obviously, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Like, the, someone that really can run around is mobile is proven. Like, I think Trey Lance can do it, too. And I think you're probably going to end up with Trey Lance if you have to yeah. get to the last bottom of the – if you don't trade up ahead of anyone, you'll probably get Trey Lance or nobody in that, out of those top groups because Trey Lance is the guy that not proven. Like, he's the one that didn't play last year, really. So, yeah. um, my guess is you end up with Trey Lance, which I'm fine with. Like, I think Trey Lance can play in the NFL. Um, and you know what? It's better than sit him. So, <laughs> what? Well, yeah. like, like at that point, just draft Trey Lance. You still have Cam Newton, right? You're planning on Cam being the starter, clearly. So bring in trey lance if you want sit him to compete for him great he's not going to win and you move forward with trey lance behind cam newton and if, if trey lance shows enough signs that he can play and cam Newton sucks like we, i kind of expect him to then you play the kid and see what you got like yes yeah. you, you're not losing much and at this point it sounds like you're not gonna have to trade all up to four to get anybody because it sounds like justin fields and trey lance might be sliding and who what and if denver Shock Shin doesn't take a quarterback then like, you you have options there. So yeah. I'd be shocked if they trade up past, like, 10. Um, I, I don't think they'll tra- – the more I'm seeing this, the more I think Atlanta's staying at four and taking tight end, taking hits. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they're yeah. trading out of that four pick. They'd be stupid to, to be honest, especially if they want to keep winning with Matt Ryan. Like, they need to get him another weapon, and it's a good weapon to have. Um, I, I look at the Patriots this year and expect Cam Newton to be the starter the whole year. Oh, yeah. Like There's I, no question. Like Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback this entire season, um, because one Bell doesn't like to play rookies. So even if it is Trey Lance, like he's not going to play him. Um, I'm curious what your take is, and then we can wrap it up there because we've done a lot of talking tonight. But like, there's been talks apparently, and this I saw this Mike Giardi of NFL Network, formerly local around here, um, basically said today like he's hearing more for out of camp how impressed they are again with Cam Newton and Jared Stidham, and how the mentality of Jared Stidham has improved. He's the one that led the charge of Patriots West when everyone that all got signed, when they had the big spending spree, everyone we kind of met out there and with him and cam and, and learned for the week and like learn, learned a little bit of the offense. And he, he led the charge and they like his demeanor a lot more this offseason than they did last year. <sighs> are we going to fall for this again? Like, are, are we going to have the Jarrett Stidham looks good. They love Jarrett Stidham parade again until we don't like we've, we've had this two years ago and it didn't work. Like, Clearly, there's nothing there, or he would have had to play over he – had, he had ample opportunities to play over Cam Newton last year, Diego. Right. Like, Diego, he sucked, Cam. You couldn't play Jared Siddham last year? Like, I know he probably didn't earn it, but, like, did, did Cam? <laughs> like, Cam sucked. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm sick of kind of hearing that Sidham is looks, looks good and is, has the right tangibles.
1: Well, I mean, when you, when you look at the two quarterbacks in comparison, it's really unfair to compare, considering that their game is completely different. The on is somebody who basically grew in the NFL following a Tom Brady regime, whereas really focused on throwing outside of the pocket, get to your target immediately, kind of no more than 10-second hold on to that ball immediately. He's more, he's more
0: the Brady offense than anyone yeah. else that day. They-
1: Kim, Kim Newton himself, he's used to a Carolina Panthers offense where you have to scramble, run, and hope to throw. Um, but if you throw, in, you know that you're going to have somebody that's going to catch the ball. Last year in New England, there was nobody that was going to catch the ball. Demir Burr was always covered. Um, Myers was a potential option every maybe third game. And when he was an option, he was, he was targeting him and he was catching the ball. Julian yeah. Edelman was outside of the picture and, um, you know, glad that he's retiring and, and taking care of that body as well because he's taking way too many hits. Yeah. Um, you know, and aside of that, what do you have, Nikhil Harry, that catches a ball maybe Whoever once, after, once after every 20 throws at, at his yeah, weight? It's absolutely uh, it, It's absolutely ridiculous. I think the, the one major plus last year was when Stidham threw that pass where Nikhil Harry basically dives at the end zone against the Chiefs. That was like the one highlight of his whole entire season last year. Um, yeah. I think this year, though, where you are far more encouraged to actually be – a decent quarterback because of the talent that you got around you. Um, yeah, the demeanor has got to change. You gotta be far more focused, you gotta be far more driven, and you gotta think big. Um, and that's where Cam really makes an impact for somebody like Jared Stidham, whose career is still developing in the NFL. Um, because who knows, maybe mid season, Jared Stidham could easily be traded to somewhere like, I don't know, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I mean, who knows? Yeah. He could he could easily go anywhere. He could easily be a backup quarterback in Atlanta as well for yeah. Matt Ryan. Um, yeah. So, you know, at this, at this point, I think it's much more of a benefit for Stidham to kind of have that have that growth mentality. I don't think he's going to have any chances to be the quarterback in the Patriots organization unless a major injury happens to Cam. Um, yeah.
0: Which but, wants. Like, I'd rather Cam play than Jared Stidham. Yeah, which so. which, which Those your wants. Those are two quarterbacks.
1: Like, I'd rather yeah. Cam play. But I think I think at this point, I think if you are Jared, I think you are, yeah, you're you're concerned about your job and, and your career in the NFL because if you don't take it serious this year, that is your last opportunity. Dude. That is, that, is yeah, seriously your like, last opportunity.
0: And it seems like they're they're leaning on at least having him around in camp, um, yeah. even if they draft a young kid. Like I think they're going to let him play it out. They're going to have preseason this year, so he'll have opportunities to get reps. Obviously, Cam needs them, but like, yep. uh, you're going to see Jared Sittman, and maybe quarterback Trey Lancer Fields or whoever like come in and and compete for that now if they don't draft in the first round, there's a better chance that Sidham stays because would they keep a second round quarterback they just drafted on top of Sidham? Yes. I think that that'd be more likely yeah. to keep a third quarterback. Like they'll keep three quarterbacks if they don't draft someone in the first round, but you don't draft Trey Lance and keep him as your third option. Like no, you're drafting no, Trey Lance not. to be the guy. I bet if you tra- if you draft a quarterback at the first round, you, you, you believe in him enough to be the guy after this year. Um, Easily. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that's that's the decision you're going to make. I also wouldn't be shocked if they draft. I don't want them to do this because I don't trust them to make the right decision. But draft a receiver in that first round. Um, I
1: mean, that 15, could also you'll have, happen. You'll have
0: options. You'll have options at 15. Um, you could trade up and get a receiver from someone too. But like, wouldn't you? You need a legit future number one guy um, mm-hmm. because you didn't draft. You didn't trade. You didn't bring in a receiver like Agolor. I guess Agolor is probably technically your number one this year right now. Obviously, you have two stud tight ends, so like, not a huge deal. Um, yeah. But like, you, you, is your number one receiver, and he's not a number one receiver. Um, no, no, no chance. Granted, I, I do think that the way the offense is set up, Diego, they don't necessarily need it. Like, if, you, if you're if you all Hunter Henry, John o. Smith with Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, who I think is going to be sneaky really good. Like, yeah. I, I think he's – yeah, I think people don't really know who he is, but, like, he be sneaky really good as long as Cam can put the football to him. Um, and then you have Jacoby Myers now as, what, your, like, fifth option? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's perfect. Like, that's all you need, and I think that's the idea here. You need someone to throw him the football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the only possibility that I could see the Patriots doing here as well is maybe adding up to the offensive line, maybe
0: going after somebody
1: like Rashawn Slater.
0: Maybe. I think, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, don't get me wrong. But I, I think they so, would get so crapped out if they went offensive line in the first round. Oh, and yeah. mind you, their offensive line's pretty damn good, good lined up right now. Like, yeah, um, you 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 brought uh, what's his face back? Trent, you brought Trent Brown back. Yeah. Um, you brought you brought you somehow snuck David Andrews back. Don't know how that happened. Um, all you really lost was no a big deal. Um, but you lost what well, it was Joe Tooney, right? So like, yeah. That, but that's it. Like you brought in you brought in Trump Brown who can fill those holes. Isaiah wins legit. Like your offensive line, your run game this year is going to be just as good if not better than it was last year. Yep. Like Damon Harris is a legit number 1 in this league. Um you bring back you brought back James White. Um, yep. you still have Sonny Michelle, who clearly is not a number 1 but can be a legit number 2, which is always going to be asked to be. Um you don't you're going to saw a solid, pretty solid team this year. Um yep. you just need a quarterback to freaking be a game man. So it's I was, kind of, well, I was hoping they bring in like Fitzpatrick or Alex Smith or somebody. Obviously S- Smith retired, but like that would have been someone I'd rather than Cam Newton because at least he can manage the game and gets the guys the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if Alex Smith was to come to the Patriots, I would have probably let go of Stidham at this point just because Alex Smith could really be the leadership role rather than Cam. Oh, for sure. Um, but I wouldn't think of Alex Smith being my quarterback one considering how physical the, um,
0: the division is going to be this year, especially with the youth around him too. The AFC East this year, it's going to be a dogfight, minus like the Jets. Jets have got to prove it. No, with Zach Wilson, maybe. Like, I, maybe, maybe they'll surprise us, but like it's the Jets. So until they win, I'm going to be, assume no. Um,
1: I mean, I'm a little terrified of the Jets too, though, because imagine Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. Let's not forget Corey true. Davis as a Jet too. I mean, that's. So
0: you have, you have, you have Corey Davis. Insane. You're going to have Zach Wilson with Corey Davis. Uh, Perriman's still there, right? Yeah. Um, and, and is it Jamison Crowder? Right, that's his first name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a pretty legit receiving core, Um, and the coach apparently everyone likes. So, and I don't remember his name, but I know I know it was a decent hire, and people around the league liked it. So, yeah, you know what? It's gonna be. It could potentially be a fourteen division, like the Buffalo Bills. I hope you enjoyed the one year rain, man, because you're not gonna enjoy a easy cakewalk again this year. Even if it's not the Patriots, like I think the Dolphins are gonna be right there. Um, The Patriots will, I think, apply pressure this year. I think they're much better than what they were last year, and they won. They won seven games the year after Brady left with nothing. Yeah. Like, if it's not for Bill Belichick, I'm sorry. Like, people who think Bill Belichick's the problem, go away. They don't win seven games with Bill Belichick not coaching. Like, if Joshua Downs is the head coach, they win, like, four games.
1: That's incredibly true. And, I mean, <laughs> honestly, to even to even think of Bill Belichick out of New England, either you fell really hard out of a tree or you have been concussed your whole entire life. Because yep. with the worst team that we've had since 2003 at this point in last year's team and we still had a decent record i mean come on seriously just
0: knock it yeah. off and, and i and, and he <laughs> expected i think everyone in that organization expected brady to stay which again was stupid they shouldn't have they didn't when they weren't nice to the guy but like i think their plan a last year was brady staying and he just he fucking said peace i'm out see you and then went right decision i rooted for the guy who won a super bowl like he went to Tampa bay and said i'm gonna take the worst organization in the sport losing this f- franchise ever and I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with him. And he did. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I'm excited for the NFL season. Um, I, I think the Patriots have a lot of optimism, obviously. The spending spree drove us all nuts. I don't know how they pulled off Hunter Henry. Like, you know, all this <laughs> stuff happened. Um, the next logical step for them during that time was, okay, now find me a quarterback to play with all these guys. Yeah. Because um, I don't think a lot of us believe in Cam Newton um i think maybe he deserves one more shot because of again all the off season situation he's in town so is stidham they're they're part of the workout started i think yesterday so like they're doing some stuff here as much as they can with covid but maybe cam will be a little better but i w- i'm intrigued by next week draft's 29th um, we have some plans here at couch guy so just stay tuned yes um, so just Big just stay plans. tuned Big well, you'll know soon you'll know soon but yep. um but yeah so look i think every patriots fan should be glued to Couch guy coverage, the draft coverage, like um, Patriots big future hangs in the balance next week, Diego. Um, yep. Before we sign off, I want to know because I don't, I, I don't know if you'll be on next week. What are they doing? What all the analysts are coming in and out. What are the Patriots doing next week with their 15th overall pick?
1: are tra- I'm, I'm sticking to what I said earlier. They're trading up to, tra- to number 11 and and taking Trey Lance as a quarterback.
0: I love it. 11 would be nice. I, I think they even trade up to 10, maybe, maybe even nine. Like I, I think their team up even higher, but they just got to get above Denver. Like yeah. that's the thing. They just got to yeah. get above Denver because yep. at this point, Trey Lance, Justin Fields should be there when Denver picks, if no one trades above, you know what I mean? Like if they just don't trade up, those guys seem like they'll be there. So unless Mac Jones doesn't go to 49ers, <laughs> um, but that seems like that's happening. So if you can get above Denver, you can have the quarterback of your choice. I you might even be able to squeeze out a quarterback at 15, the way everyone's talking. Um, I wouldn't risk it. I would trade yeah. off if you can if you really like one of these guys, but they might be able to squeeze off like Trey Lance at 15, which that's a steal. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't oppose
1: I wouldn't even oppose gain at number 15, somebody like Kyle Trask,
0: to be honest. If Kyle Trask, I'd be shocked if Kyle Trask goes in the first round. Like I think you could probably squeeze him in the second. Like, I don't is he a first-round yeah. quarterback? As much as I know of him. Like, I, I don't think so, but maybe like, like, like I mean, if you late. If you believe in them, the giants believed in Daniel Jones and he wasn't supposed to be a first round pick. So, Hey, if you believe it, then by all means, all right, we'll leave it there. Couch guy sports podcast, episode two zero four Twitch, YouTube for all the network stuff, couchguysports.com. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify. Again, our Twitter account is still suspended. (laughs) Um, So that's not happening anytime soon. Just follow the, uh, the the network's Twitter handle. We're, We're doing all of our stuff there. Um, to figure out what Quags did wrong. Um until that Diego, appreciate it as always. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course, don't forget to follow his podcast. You're you're on Suplex Biddies too. I am. Yep. Suplex yep. Biddies new new podcast as well as the Yellow Card Podcast. Guys, yellow card podcast is taking the soccer game by storm. It is it is <laughs> by far one and I'm and I'm saying this as a non-couch guy bias person right now. It's one of the best soccer podcasts I've listened to. Um, Thank you. So they're doing they're killing it they do twitch live streams as well to watch some big games during the weekend thank god european soccer is not burning so we can keep doing those um they're great content um guys watch the revs i swear they're gonna be good this year um watch the revs they actually exist Uh, they seem to get out of gillette stadium but uh diego appreciate it we'll uh everyone else we'll talk to you next week maybe with al maybe not we'll find out oh wait (laughs) shit